and welcome to Access Chat. I'm delighted that we can be joined today by Cam Baudouin, who is you know, an accessibility talker, advocate, does uh, works with accelerated accessibility, amongst other things. Cam, I first came across you because of some of the really nice content that you put out explaining where accessibility should be in the uh, the process, and that's baked in, not added at the end. I thought it was great. Um, really a good use of eggs. So um, thank you for that. Um, delighted to have you with you uh, with us today. You're in Canada. Good place yep. to be. Um, so tell us, you know, how did you come to be working in the field of accessibility? What was your, your journey? Ah, uh, that, that goes way back. I've been in the industry now for about nine years. And thanks for that. I think we should probably put a link to that video up <laughs> uh, later on. Uh, I've got a lot of questions about that. Is it is it French toast or is it adding an egg at the end of baking a cake? Just a spin on that chocolate chips only go in while you're making the cake, right? Uh, but I started off as a developer and I joined IBM. And IBM is really where I started learning about digital accessibility and the importance of it, too. Because I came at it, though, from a little bit more of the socioeconomic reasons. Do you remember when um, mobile check deposits started to come out? Remember when you could take pictures of, of checks with your phone? Well, we were developing that. And there was a decision that had to be made. Do we build this out of uh, to work with an iPhone 4? Or do we build it using an iPhone 6? And decisions came down and made me think of like, well, why wouldn't we support from the mo like from iPhone 4? It doesn't make any sense why we wouldn't. Yeah, it takes a bit more time, a bit more technology to get that running. But that kind of started piquing this curiosity in, you know, to support someone, to support people who maybe don't have the means. This is the only way that they can deposit their checks. And all of a sudden, we're not offering them the ability to deposit their checks just because of a business reason. I thought that was kind of odd and kind of wrong. Leading into that more, this is for a big banking project too. And I said, well, I've now learned that there's a whole segment of the population who can't even check the money that's in their bank account. And that seems kind of wrong too now, doesn't it? So uh, while I was being added to this project, I had six weeks to learn about the WCAG, right? And I know a lot of us learn that way. We're thrown this book, right? We, we print out the WCAG and say, okay, all right, 1.1.1, 1 .1 .1, what's this one about? Oh, okay, I can get that one pretty easily. 1.2.1, what the heck is an audio description, right? Like, like that's how we learn this about this book. So, uh, but I continued, I burned down a list of 3000 accessibility defects with the team. Uh, we eliminated all of them from the project there are some negligible ones that were left. And I became the accessibility subject matter expert for IBM Canada. And uh, I went and did consulting after that for, uh, for another company and su suddenly said, well, if I can do this, if I have a voice and if I know how to speak about this, I can learn how to do this professionally as well. So now I go off and speak about digital accessibility, disability inclusion, and advocacy as well. So in a very big, in a small nutshell, that's what's that's, how, that's my claim here. That's why I'm sitting here today. Excellent, and and yeah, I think you know everyone that that we speak to for the most part. So everyone, most part, there's a contradictory, but a large proportion of the people working in the accessibility business have sort of found themselves at some stage plunged in at the deep end wondering you know how do I swim um, and and I think that things may change you know mm -hmm. as uh, as the industry matures as we hope it gets embedded into the teaching and the pedagogy and the way that people learn about tech but until then yeah people will be picking up the WCAG manual and sort of going well 
quotes. So, <laughs> right, so, using it as so, a checklist, right? Using it as a yeah. checklist, which we all know doesn't really work. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, so I, I like the socioeconomic angle. I think it's really uh, important. You know, I also come, you know, at a lot of the issues looking at it through a, a wider social lens. You know, I'm the worst auditor, bar none, probably. Um, you know, sort of not not my thing, but I but I do really see the sort of big social picture and how we can link all of this to sort of ESG and environment and sustainability, social mobility and all, all of those sort of benefits for society and business. So how, how do you, you know, how do you sort of engage with businesses on that sort of front? You, you talked a little bit about the sort of the checking yeah. example. What are the sort of the other things that you sort of find really sort of hit home when you're you're talking to businesses rather than yeah. want to be you know accessibility people or people yeah. that are, are sort of already interested well well this is actually a really good question that i am figuring out as we go on right now i think one of the biggest thing that's missing and i'll get to answer your question directly in just a moment after i just like, build up a bit of a bridge here one of the biggest things that we're not really focused on as accessibility advocates or digital accessibility advocates is that whole idea of how do we communicate this message properly to the business. We learn a lot about screen readers. We learn a lot about, well, this is how you do testing. And hey, developer, if you would just install this software, this program, well, then you can fix all of accessibility. But truth is, if we don't equip our peers with the ability to communicate what is accessibility to the business owners or what is accessibility to your teams or your clients, we're going to all of a sudden encounter problems, right? Because you can't go in and just say, we'll fix all our problems just by downloading the software. And if you don't do it, that means you don't care about people with disabilities. And that, that just turns people right off. It sounds like a threat. It sounds like a challenge. And it sounds like, well, that sounds too hard. I'm just not going to do it. So now what I do, I do a lot of speaking now and I do a lot of coaching on how do we communicate this message properly and persuade business to actually care about digital accessibility. And the best thing I can do now is I tie it into diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, because a lot of businesses are out there talking about DEI and posting these really big messages and putting it on all their socials like, look, look, we have more women in leadership positions than any other company in our sector. Great. I'm sure you don't want to undiversify from that, do you? No, 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 of course not. Well, great. Well, did you know that disability is an intersectionality between all of all of that. So let's have a conversation on disability inclusion. And I will have, be able to have more successful conversations when I can tie it into business reasons. And I think that's a really big thing that we're missing. We come in from a very technical or design background is generally how people, you know, come into our industry. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about it. I want to get into it. And this is how I come from consulting or maybe from a lived experience. But then as soon as I took off my developer hat and I started putting on my business hat, I started to say that business owners, they've got key performance indicators, they've got KPIs and targets and stakeholders and shareholders that they need to pay attention to as well. And if I come in there with a sledgehammer trying to hit them on the head with accessibility, I'm going to lose people there. So I try and tie it into business reasons, goals that they may already have. And I try and take a much longer perspective because if we win the long game, right? I think that's what we're all trying to get to, more inclusive technology for all, instead of just thinking, well, you didn't add alt text to this image on this release, you're a terrible person. I try and say, well, how do we just you know, help 
the entire team put accessibility and put an alt text in for it. Yeah, and, and, and may you burn in hell and don't forget to add the audio description. Uh, right, right, right. Exactly. A human translated ones, of course, as well. Yeah. That's the only one that's acceptable. And then we're also in the States going to sue you on top of that too. That, right, right. Exactly. So, exactly. Just to let you know, we're coming for you because you're bad people. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. And that's often what we talk about in, in access chat, because I am in the States and I've had so many big brands come to me and say, Deborah, the accessibility community does not know how to support us. They don't understand right. the right. complexity that we live with. Like, come on, Neil, make sure ATOS is fully accessible every single day. You know, so it's like it has to be tied to business values. And I remember when I first came in the industry many years ago, because I came into this industry in 2000. And I was really surprised at the conversations we were having with corporations because I was from corporations. And I knew at least the corporations I was working for, there weren't bucket of gold laying around just waiting for vendors right. to ask us to give it to them. I mean, we, I, my budget was cut every year and cut mm -hmm. a little bit more. And so it seemed like our, our industry was not speaking in a way that corporates could really hear us. So right. I'm really glad that you were also doing that because, and you're looking at the intersections and the, you know, we're also looking at it from the lens of the social, the, the sustainable development goals. And then we throw out ESG or CSR or right. corporate digital responsibility, whatever the reality is. We do want corporations to be better corporations and more diverse and inclusive. So I just want to applaud you with for, for what you're doing because um, this is how we change things. Absolutely. I'll say one more thing that I'm going to turn it over to Antonio and uh, well to you, Cam, and then to Antonio. But um, I was recently talking to um, so, uh, someone that has uh, got $600 million for a metaverse and they're building it for um, – certain groups of individuals that they assume have no disabilities. And so I was explaining to this person that you personally are going to fall off the sides of those bell curve that we're, um, you know, we're designing and developing for because you are over a certain age. And it, it, he was really shocked when I said that. And I said, I'm not trying to threaten you, but why are we not designing for humans? Because sometimes we're temporarily disabled, some blah, blah, you know, all, then we go on. To right. So let me turn it to you. And then I know Antonio has a question. Yeah, I, 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 I love that because one, and also I try to make this fun and approachable. Okay. And that's why I think I know that the four of us were doing that. We were joking around a little bit before the show started here, but this is what it's about. If we can't, if this is all doom and gloom and how dare you. And, and in the future, this is going to be, you know, you and, 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 you know, I, I have air quotes here. Okay. And, and the poor people with that, that this is happening to right. Victimizing. That's, that's, that's not a, a persuasive argument. You know, uh, this, this egg, video that I had at the beginning, I cracked an egg on top of a piece of cake and I tried to mix it in afterwards. And I had my son in there and he was like, I don't want to eat that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that makes it a little bit more fun and approachable because if we can catch people to say, Oh, I'm interested in this, right? Like it, it, you can go and watch TikTok, and they're talking about some pretty, like watching people throw a pencil inside of a bottle. Like really, if I told you, Hey, I'm going to go and throw 10,000 pencils and try and hit inside the bottle. But when it hits, when it hits and everyone cheers for it, it looks pretty cool. Well, that's fun and approachable, isn't it? But if I told you I'm going to sit there for three hours throwing pencils into a bottle, that's not fun and interesting. 
So how do we spin this whole, how do we make it approachable in a way that people are going to understand? And I'm talking to a lot of advocates these days who are getting burned out. And I know that's, that's a topic for my show. And I talk about that a lot nowadays. You know, what is burnout and why are we feeling like that? And I really think it's because we're not speaking the same language as our, as our clients, the people who are going to receive the message. So uh, following on on that and considering that sometimes countries, regions, even sometimes area of business are at different stages of digitalization. How do you see the the, the fact that that sometimes some industries are not as digitalized as others, some areas of a country might not be adopting digital as others? How is that affecting the success of digital accessibility? Well, I like to think of it like, where are we putting our focus, right? Where 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 is the main focus need to be? So we said digital, right? And I, I really believe that our base services, banking, insurance, travel, uh, or transportation, rather, government services, these got to be your main focus. And I've spoken to a lot of people who are in uh, let's say Brazil or or in in sub-Saharan Africa and countries who we don't know where to go next because no one's listening to us from A, no one's listening to us from B. And I said, well, what do you do? Oh, well, sometimes I help consult with 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 government. I say you can start there. You can start really small. And what's the smallest nugget that I think that you can you can pass on to somebody? It doesn't ha- don't try and take over the world. Don't try and take over an entire website because not one single person. Not even any of us, right? If we were plopped into a into a, a, I don't know, Bank of the Philippines, I'm just throwing it out there, Bank of the Philippines, you can't fix it alone. It's impossible to fix it alone. But if you're able to fix a small part, if you can focus on one small thing, then I think you're going to have a lot more success. And you're going to start to see the business reasons for that too. When you can show someone, oh, did you know you can just do, search your entire code base and find all the missing, I don't know, labels, and then just burn, get one developer to fix all the labels, right? List it out. I did that for a bank. And they were like, you just fixed, you know, 700 tickets in a week. I'm like, well, yeah, because I had them all listed out. I just did a search. I used my brain. I did this. They're like, oh, well, that didn't cost that much money. Uh, yeah, we didn't do a little bit more testing, but it was a focused effort in, in a week. And we got them all done. And so it turned this problem, which is amorphous, nebulous, uh, uh, ambiguous, and it boiled it down into this one little thing that we could just tackle it and do that. So I'd say that that's, that's how we focus in on things. That's how we get things done. I have a question. It's like right now we don't know who's going to talk, so I'm going to try to beat uh, Neil too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I really do love this article that you and Neil were talking about, baking accessibility into your process. And so um, we're definitely going to make sure that we share that link with the audience so y'all can see it as well. But this is often what we're talking about. And I find um, it it does get a little discouraging. Look here in the States, just for example, Um, it it is discouraging because we have created such an us and them. We really have. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, one of our very large um, agencies that we have multiple agencies that, um, and foundations that support people that are blind in the United States. And one of them was heavily engaged in lawsuits and, and I actually appreciated it, even though I know lawsuits suck and they're hard, but I also care about this community and I'm part of this community. And so if you're not going to do it, that's why we have lawyers. The lawyers are going to make right. a lot of money. Yeah. But uh, so I just appreciate the way you're talking about it because it is not, it isn't rocket science. It's not that hard if you make right. it 
part of the process. But I still see many accessibility consultants not explaining that, not understanding it themselves. Mm-hmm. I see people now getting sued because they said this, and uh, we won't go there. Everybody that is uh, follows A11Y know what I'm talking about. But I just, you know, one thing that Greg, Dr. Greg Vanderheiden said years ago at an IEEE meeting was the accessibility industry had to stop eating our young. Mm. And I remember when he said that, I was like, oh my God. That's what? so powerful. I never heard that before. That's a good Isn't one. it true? We yeah, are absolutely. not very welcoming and we are, we, we attack each other and we, so I think we've accidentally created some of the problems and dramas. And mm-hmm. and Neil and Antonio said when we I first started working with them eight years ago. That's right. Something about the cowboys of the Wild West, the accessibility cowboys in the United States. And we all know who we're talking about. But it's like it really causes confusion with the actually the customers that are trying to do this. Right, right. And I'm always in there going. This is not just about the U.S. You're global. You're global. What you doing? Yeah. So I, I just really am grateful for the work that you're doing because I, to uh, the four of us, this is the only way forward. It's not about hot dogging and right. Us, blah, blah. I don't care. What are you doing to help society? Right. And I like to talk about what if if you can increase if you can improve the world by one percent, one percent, half a percent. Like what a difference that would make. How many, how many websites are there out? Like how many possible, like it is impossible for humans to go and fix all of those by hand. There's just so much out there. And if we can improve it by 1%, then why wouldn't we do that? I was just speaking to, uh, to somebody yesterday and they were getting stuck on the fact that some tools out there, and this is a very well-known tool. um, They had a new guided, a a new guided tool. And they said, well, I'm not going to use that because I'm already an accessibility expert. And I'm like, yeah, but you're the rather, the other 10,000, people who work at the organization you work at, they're not, and they may need this. Well, they can call me. And I said, I said, yeah, yeah, that's great. But you can't pick up the phone when 10,000 people need to call you. How, how do we multiply and scale our voice and our message and our, and our, and our knowledge? Because all of it's locked up here and I'm tapping my temple right now saying that like, you know, it's all, it's all in this gray matter. How do we get that out there? We've got to, we've got to create these baselines. We've got to create these levels of, you know, we are here. We are here now and I've got, you know, like the line two thirds of the way up on screen. And I said, we are here. How, if we can increase that by 1%, we are going to make technology and life better for so many people out there. So we've got to, we've got to figure that out. I agree. And I, I'm just curious about something and I know I'm hogging the mic. I, I promise I'm going on. Yeah. Neil doesn't look like he believes it, but there is a lot of money that has flowed into some of yes. these accessibility companies, including yes. Canadian. We mm-hmm. have a Canadian company that made a lot of money and in the United States. And um, I just will tell you first, I've been sort of discouraged with how some of that money has been spent. And I would like to see, and I, I talked to all of those investors before they invested because they came to me. That, um, so, but I just wanted to make sure it's like, I don't mind y'all making money, but can you care a little bit about our community? Just a little bit and not right, to mention, right. we're aging. And I was speaking at a, um, a, a wireless conference the other day about aging. And, um, you know, there are very well-known corporations, for example, which I'm not going to say that I've worked with that call people over certain age laggers. Mm. But we find out that you're calling us laggers. So please don't call us laggers <laughs> right, because right. it sort of pisses us off. And yeah, so 
I was just curious what you thought about some of that, because I'm all for money being infused into our industry, but I hate when they don't seem to care about the community behind it. Yeah. And, and I'll admit, like I used to work with a company like that too. And in fact, that was probably one of the reasons why I left because there's a lot of promises of you can go back and contribute. You can go back and do this, but don't ever mention like anything that we're doing here. And, and it kind of was like the anti anti list. Like if I compared someone like a Google who I've never worked for, by the way, but Google, if you want to call, just give me a shout. Um, if uh, like working with Google, like they are always at every conference, no matter what. And we're talking about tech conferences in general. They pump a lot of money out externally. And I know there's shareholders and I know there's, there's, uh, uh, you know, investors and things like that, that need to be given their dues as well. And this is how the world works in tech. Money is given to companies, they grow very quickly, and they're still getting their footing. It takes a couple of years before they get their footing uh, and are able to then give money back to the community. I would say to anyone listening, if you work for one of these companies, if you work for uh, one of these auditing companies, it's this is part of our, our responsibility, I'd say, to get out there and, and attend these conferences and convince your bosses to say, you know, 300 bucks, can we expense that? Were you expenses on tech? You know, already my internal technology to get a new mouse, Apple mouse or something like that. Can we just expense that to go to the, the next CSUN conference? Can we do that to go to Access U? Can, can, can we go and learn and have a presence there? Because once you have a presence, by the way, you are going to be able to attract talent. It's amazing. When I started being public, more public on LinkedIn. And I started to say that I'm hiring or I was working for an organization that I'm high and that they're hiring. All of a sudden I got people in the community that I give back to come up and say, how can I get access to that opportunity? And man, the talents that comes forward is so good, is so good because you never know. I'm not going to know everyone who's looking, right? I'm not going to know everyone who's looking for a job. And uh, it, it's 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 great to be able to give back. And I think that us as, as pros, as accessibility professionals, it's, it's, our, it's our job to help bring that out. Excellent. So, um, don't know whether Antonio had a question. If so, I'll defer. But uh, just nod if you do, mate. Um, but um, I totally concur with what you just said in terms of you know being active in the community and being able to attract talent. You know, uh, one of the reasons we, you know we we started Access Chat was a to be positive, right? We wanted to be positive. We wanted to focus on actually stuff that was actionable for businesses. I didn't call them cowboys. I called them the accessibility Taliban because they were hardline and they like to blow stuff up and they didn't care about any collateral damage. I love it. <laughs> right. Actually they were the Aliban, but uh, uh, you know, A11Y, B-A-N. Um, and, and there are still people that are hardline about stuff and they burn bridges. And, and unfortunately, we need to be building them, right? Absolutely. And, and, and so the whole point of Access Chat is to build the community, to build the bridges, to really make that connection to business. And, and through doing so, build that, those connections and, and, you know, rising tide lifts all boats, as, you know, the cliche goes. But we've, we've attracted people to our team within Atos, which is the organization where Antonio and I work, as a result of, of the work that we do through Access Chat and on social media and, and so on. And it's also had a positive impact on how our organization is perceived and, and so on and so forth. And we do we do participate in conferences, could always do more. Um, but but also we're um, 
located on the wrong side of the Atlantic for, <laughs> for, for, for some of them, which makes it, you know, it's, it's not the cost of a mouse, you know, it's the cost of a, you know, an Alienware gaming machine, <laughs> you know, to attend. So, so, so the, the, these kind of things, you know, they do have an impact, but we, you know, we, we, we are, we are active in the community and, and so on and so forth. So, I hear you. You know, we definitely need to engage, engage in a positive manner, and, and really sort of help people grow. Antonio, I'll, I'll hand over to you. No, I just no, uh, you and Deborah, you know me for, for some time in English into this topic, but I believe we we should be talking about accessibility at conferences that often don't talk about accessibility. Yes. You know, you know, so. So what's the point of you know going to a place where we know each other very well and we end up talking about the same topics you no know, I think we we need to go to mainstream conferences you know uh, just a few weeks ago there was a big event in Toronto called collision yes where so that's 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 where people need to be talking about Absolutely. accessibility no you know CES those big events is where we need panels to talk about about these subjects uh or If we are, sometimes this is what I, what I do when I have the chance. When there's no panel on accessibility and I have the chance to be in the panel, I bring the topic forward. Mm -hmm. So it's not aligned in the panel, but you are able to bring the topic in a very subtle way. And then that's, I believe those are the places where you need to be. Uh, and then something else that I feel that is also important is when you are uh, at this type of events and you are creating content, you differentiate your content by making your content accessible as possible. Absolutely. I know that, you know, we know that sometimes some, some tools that you need, let's say for, to caption the videos on the go, to do things in, in a fast way are, are, are not as perfect as you would like, but you, by showing that you are capturing, that you are bringing out text to your, to your content, you are able to differentiate from the other crowd that 100%. are not doing it. And I think that's some of the things that we should be doing more often. No, I, I've never been in an accessibility conference, but I've I've been in all the others. Yeah, the last accessibility conference I went to, I think it was more hugging people that I hadn't seen and or met online. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Meryl Evans, I I only chatted with her online for two years, like almost two years, and when we saw each other, I just gave her a big hug, and that was like we hung out more. <laughs> I think than going to any of the talks, but you're absolutely right. These other conferences, other tech conferences, and and maybe I'd love to spitball here, like for anyone who's listening, what kind of conferences should we be speaking at? And it can't be everything, right? Because Basket Weavers Conference of LA doesn't really care about, you know, or maybe doesn't have anything relevant to accessibility, or maybe they do. But I, let me go first. Uh, HR. What other kind of conferences could we go to? Entertainment. Now? Entertainment. What other kind of conferences could we go to? Hospitality. Hospitality. Travel. Oh, sustainability. sustainability. How about like CGs? Sustainable the, the uh, mobility, mobility and transport. Mobility Smart transport. Yeah. yeah. Housing. Yeah, yeah. Technology. We didn't say technology. Government. Government. Yeah. Uh, uh, Government. Uh, that's a huge one. Government. Yes. What else? We're at, we're at eight or nine now. Did we miss any? Yes. Uh, did yes. you get small cities? Did you get transportation? He got we got yeah. transportation um oh. and um Yes, yeah, so somehow, somehow smart cities and transportation, they, they are closely yes. linked. Yeah, so transport is a very important part of it. Yeah. But all of yeah. education, 
All oh, education, it. of course. Yeah. There's yes. a big one. Ah, yeah. oh no. Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking of the. Uh, right, right, right. Should we plug in and say if, if anyone's listening to this later on, put it in the comments. Put it in the comments yes, if there's a yes, conference that, yes, or or an industry that we're missing. And yeah, in Vegas, just, the four of us will come and speak, yes. and we will kick. Yeah. I have to uh, say, in, in the UK, um, the the biggest sort of t uh, education conference has a massive contingent around accessibility and assistive tech. Oh, that's so cool. So it's, called, okay. it's called BET. And actually, I worked for about 10 years for a, an assistive technology company supplying uh, AT and supporting users and so on. And, and and the BET show was our big show of the year. And, and, and yeah, I mean, you, people come from all over Europe and, and, and sort of the Middle East to, to check out the conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there is that sort of accessibility element, but what we're not doing is we're we're, we're talking about assistive tech. We're not talking about how we teach accessibility Absolutely. skills, how we connect up the SENCOs, the sorry SENCOs, the special educational needs coordinators, um, and teach them about sort of assistive tech. And then how do we teach about disability and accessibility to the kids? Right. All they're really talking about is. Here's some specialist software that you can integrate into your, you know, your interactive whiteboard. Right. You know, and, and, and then, why, and then, why else? Do, sorry. Then why else do do they get do do companies get frustrated when they said, "Well, I just downloaded or paid for this plugin, and right. I expected it to do everything right. and make me money." They lunch. told me. They, they told, told me. me. That's everything. what I've been hearing at a tech conferences for the past yeah. X number of years. Is that it's I can just download this thing, get my QA to just run it, right. and then fix it, and then it's done. Right. Then it, and then and then it's done. Right, Forever. right, 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 and 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 I think that's that's our job is to remember to communicate to to organizations that, hi, what I'm here to do is help shift your culture, just like the way that we all of a sudden have started to think about shifting culture to include more women in leadership positions or people of color in leadership positions, or. I don't know, caring about the environment. Like this is a shift in culture and that's what we're doing. We're shifting culture. We're not just there to give you a Band-Aid solution, but if we approach it like that, yes, there's a place for tech tips and yes, there's a place for lunch and learns. But if we go in there with the mindset of I'm here to change your culture and we're going to do this in the best way possible. Um, I don't know. I've had this conversation more than uh, in the past year, more than ever before. And it's, and I think it's possible that we can all kind of get in there and instead of actually, we got time for a quick story. I got one minute for a quick story. I used to walk into companies with the Darth Vader music playing, you know, dun, 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 dun. dun. Like, oh, the accessibility guy's coming around. <laughs> what, uh, like, in what world was I thinking that that was going to change people's minds and making it better? Like, I I don't do that anymore, but I also don't play My Little Pony or anything like that. And I just, you know, <laughs> I go in there. I go in there with the thought of, hey, let's change the world together. Not, I'm going to change the world. I, let's change the world together and let's make together. a big difference in this company. We're going to do it. Yes. Because and you I already care about this. You just don't right. I think we need to make sure that one of the questions that we create for um, Kim is where should we all be speaking? Mm -hmm. You know, we're, but at the same time, we, we do want people to speak. Anyone listening to this, we would like people that really represent the issues that we're talking about here. If you've met one person with a disability, you've met one person with a disability, please take the time to make sure you're talking to the right experts. That's We're very careful about who we put on this show. And we all love Cam, so just wanted to do a for <laughs> You can't see the blush, right? <laughs> we're working on it. I mean, I always wear the blusher. <laughs> so, so at that point, yeah, mic drop. We're, we... we hit the end of our time unfortunately um it's been a real pleasure uh 
I don't think it'll be the last time we're talking. Um, look forward to the conversation on Twitter. Thank you very Absolutely. much, Cam. And I, I need to say also, thank you very much, my clear text, for keeping us captioned and accessible. Yes, we appreciate my clear text so much. And Cam, thank you. Thank you for thank being you. here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah.